Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Voice for Victims podcast. Stand up and speak up. Welcome, everyone, um, to the Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes. Tonight, we have a guest that is going to be coming on our show that wears many hats. He is an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and he also owns Little Saint Productions. His name is Vic Yabara. He's so known as Little Saint. He has a story that he's going to be talking about that he faced some challenges when he was in a relationship, and he um, is coming on to to educate about that and um, just give some background of what happened to him and maybe hopefully to help some of you out there that might be in a similar situation. So um, he's not on here yet, um, but when he comes on, I will be welcoming him in. So for right now, I'm going to play some commercials. Hello. Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally On Thursday nights, it is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support. Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support. Welcome to Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes. Tonight we have a guest that's going to be coming on the show that wears many hats. He's an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and he owns Little Saint Productions. His name is Vic Yabara, also known as Little Saint. Let's welcome Little Saint to the show. Hey, hey, hey. 
What's up? It's your boy, Little Saint. Let's go. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. So, are you yeah, excited about to be on your coming show. on the show? Thank you. I am. So, what's today's so, topic? Well, today's topic is um, narcissistic mindset, and you're going to tell our viewers a little bit about what um, happened to you eventually. So, but for right now, let's go into, um, you know, say who you are and like a little bit of your background. <laughs> well. My name is Vic, a.k.a. Little Saint. I am a, uh entrepreneur, um, business owner of multiple businesses, music artist, DJ, um, author. Uh, I guess you can put on a, a production crew for movies now. <laughs> um, so I, I guess you could say I'm a jack-of-all-trades. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that you were doing some filming. What What's the movie yeah, about, I, if you're allowed to say? Well, uh, I don't know how you feel about clowns. I mean, a lot of people don't have very good relationships with clowns. Um, but it has to do with clowns. And um, uh, I basically, there was six days, six or nine days of uh, nothing but filming for 14 hours. And, you know, I was, I mean, I guess you can say I was in the movie as, you know, I'll let you guys figure what part I was in um, when it comes out. But it, it was an interesting, it was a fun time. Uh, got to meet some few, some new people and make connections and just had a overall good time. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. You'll have to tell me what the name of it is um, when it gets closer. I will, so, it, It's called Clowny. It's called Clowny. Oh, it's, oh, it's just called Clowns. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be easy Clowny. to remember. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's awesome. Well, um, I guess we could go ahead and dive into your story. Um, go ahead and talk a little bit about um, what happened to you years ago. Um, you were in a relationship with um, someone that, you know, was very challenging for you. And, um, you know, just tell the viewers a little bit about, you know, the situation. Um, well, I've, to be honest, I, there's been a couple uh, relationships that I was in that, you know, the first one didn't realize she how she was. I mean, uh, we we met at the L.A. County Fair, and, you know, she came off pretty cool. And, you know, we hung out, uh, started dating, worked at Disneyland together, and then um, we, we ended up having kids, got married, and then sooner or later things took a turn for the worse where uh, she would tell my parents that I was doing things that I wasn't doing, uh, working overnights and stuff. And it got me kicked out several times. And the sad part is, you know, I didn't realize what type of person she was. I didn't realize, you know, um, she could lie and twist the truth just a little bit to make it fit her and my parents would believe it. I've actually counted the number of times that I've gotten kicked out of my parents, which is 182 times. And the sad part is the final time was in 2009 when I said, forget it, I'm done, not coming back, didn't talk to my parents for a good seven years. So I basically walked away brokenhearted, broke, and, you know, not realizing what she had done to cause this. I basically 
didn't know the term narcissist. I didn't know how they work. I didn't know how their mind works. And so as time progressed, I started studying the narcissistic mindset. Again, press forward to 2018, um, met another girl, uh, started dating her, and she, everything was good for six months. Everything was good for six months, and then she changed. She started pulling away. She started being distant. She started um, saying things that were just cutting. And I didn't know it. I, I Me being the dumb one was in love with her and, you know, trying to make her happy, trying to keep a smile on her, her face. And basically, I guess you could say she took advantage of the situation. And that's what narcissists do. They take advantage of the situation. So they're they're very conniving. You know, they come off as innocent to bring you into their web. And it was too late because the first time uh, I started thinking, you know, why why is she being distant? You know, did she lose interest? Did she fall out of love with me? These are questions that I started thinking. And that's the thing about with narcissists is they will start they will get you to start questioning yourself they will start they will get you to question your value and so one day i went or one day uh she went and got tested for covid i got tested for covid <laughs> turned out we ended up positive uh on a negative note we ended up in the same room with covid and I'm laying there thinking, what do I do? I've got COVID. I need to find out, does she want to be with me or not? And I have asthma. So what happened was I have asthma. I, I literally got up and I asked her point blank, do you love me? She shrugged her shoulders. Yeah. I said, okay, that wasn't convincing, but all right. I said, did you lose interest in me? And she said, she did. Now, mind you, me having COVID and me having asthma, I, it was hard for me to breathe. I packed up all my stuff and left. And went home, back to my parents. Oh, wow. She calls me up December 31st and, or no, December 27th. She called me up December 27th crying, saying she was sorry, saying that she didn't realize that what she had done and all this. And so basically I asked her, I said, what's going to change? She said, I will put more effort into the relationship, you know, da, 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 da. I fell for it. It's called the trap. Called the trap. And she played a really good part. You know, being in the movie or, you know, seeing how movies are, she's a great actress. But I fell for it. Went back. And six months was good. You know? And then... I saw the same pattern again. There was a time where me and her, uh, I'm going to say person B because person A uh, uh, lived with my parents. But person B, me and her went, we were purchasing a car. And this is how I, I, I started thinking, you know, there's something not right here. We purchased a car that she couldn't, she didn't have enough credit 
for the car, but I did, which is weird. Um, she put the money down for the car, and she said to me face-to-face, you're making the payments for the car. This is my car. You're not allowed to drive it. And right then and there, I knew something was wrong. I, You know, I tried to think, okay, maybe she's just, you know, she, this is not how she is. You know, I, I basically overlooked everything because I think I was more infatuated with the physical versus the mindset or her mind, her her heart, her soul. And it's kind of scary. It, it's scary to know that there are people so pushing forward, you know, when the six months went by, she started being distant again. She, you know, she wouldn't, like, be affectionate. And that's the thing. There, there's only... People, I, and I think this is all narcissists, they, they're in love with the infatuation of being with somebody that they can use. They, they're in love with that. And, and it, for me, it was scary. I didn't know if she was just, you know, having bad days because there was, there was days she would just go off. So that how I found out I was dating a narcissist. Wow. <laughs> she put yeah. you through a lot. How long did you date her? Oh, I dated her. <laughs> well, I dated her for a year and a half, I guess, you know, the first six months. <laughs> you know, I left and then went back maybe three, four days after we broke up because she told me that things were going to be different. She was going to try harder. So then I went back and I, we dated another six months. So I'm going to say about a, a year, maybe a little okay. over a year. Now you said something about a car. Yeah. What ended up happening with the car? Did you just let her take it or did you keep it no. or how did that work? No, so it was funny because um, about a week after she had told me what she told me, this is my car, you're just making the payments, and I'm like, well, damn, okay. Um, I just basically, the dealer called, said, hey, you know, we have to take the car back, and I was like, I will be glad to give it back to you. I literally drove it back to the dealer with my friend following me to the dealer, and I gave it back. And she, I, she was, um, she was at work. She had taken an Uber to work that day, and she came back. She said, "Where's my car?" I said, "I gave it back to the dealer." And she goes, she asked me why, and I said, "Well, they called and asked for the car back." You know, I. Two things. Number one is you don't tell me that I'm just making the payments. And number two, I'm not going to keep a car that the dealer wants back. So it was kind of a win-lose situation. She lost a car. I won my my money back. I got my money back. Right. Yeah, it's so, too bad that she put you through that. Because you never turned your yeah. car, you know, it's probably hard on your credit. And, I mean, it wasn't even fair to you. And, you know, if that happened, I feel bad that that happened to you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I've, the way, the funny thing was, I look at it now and I'm, it, it's, it's more like, what was I thinking Well, I mean, you were probably, I mean, I don't know how old you are. And you don't have to say how old you are on, on the show. Um, but, um, you know, maybe you were, you know, young and, you know, you didn't know any better. I mean, everybody goes through times that, um, you know, you have to learn things. You have to make mistakes to learn from it. You know, that's how life goes. And, you know, you didn't know what that was. You, you had no idea. You thought that, you know, 
she was into you and you ended up learning that, you know, what she was. One of the questions I did have was, um, did you ever, like, as you were going through this, did you ever tell anyone or reach out for help on the situation? I tried, I like, I told her brother, you know, because he's about the same age as me, uh, maybe a little younger, you know, and he's like, no, she can't be like that. So I, you know, talked to her sister, and she's like, she has the most sweetest heart ever, you know, da-da-da-da. And I'm sitting there like, okay, do they not know what kind of person she actually is? You know? So for me, it was like, okay, who do I tell? Who do I talk to? How, how do I, you know, figure her out? And one day I, I walked into this little market that I would go to a little ways from an office that I rented out. And she told me, yeah, her friends were going through the same thing. And I go, well, that's just weird, you know. And she told me straight up, yeah, her friend's boyfriends are narcissists. Now, mind you, I never heard the word narcissist, nor have I dealt with one, nor have I, you know, read up on it until she explained everything that my ex was doing. And it, like, literally gave me chills. It it scared the heck out of me because I was like, whoa, these guys are treating their girls the same way my ex treated me. So I literally went and Googled it. Like, I signed up for email notifications about narcissistic uh, things. And to this day, I read them, and and it hits so close to home. And it it just, like, blows my mind that a narcissistic person only cares about themselves. And they use people, and when while using them, they'll get everything out of them till they drain them, and there's no more, nothing more to use it. So basically, here's how it works. Hypothetically, you're dating somebody, that person will say, hey, I need this, or they'll they'll use crying story. You know, oh, uh, my money's gone. I don't have no more money. You know, and this is how she did it. You know, she, she now here's the funny part. She'd work a full-on eight-hour job making $16 an hour, getting paid every week, but she always said she was broke. And so, therefore, I kept giving her money, kept giving her money, and it broke me. So what happens is once they once they suck the life, the energy, the financial uh, money out of you, they have no use for you. You know? And she basically took everything and, you know, stacked her own money and is doing whatever she's doing with it. Yeah, she sounds like she used you, and she, um, like, did she ever share, like, any warning signs that she was, um, you know, higher on herself and, like, just thought she was, like, that she, I don't know, thought she was better than people? What woman doesn't show themselves? No, no, she, you know what, it's funny that you That's why I'm asking. um, It's funny that you say that because... When we first started dating, she was always taking pictures by herself, you know, always looking in the mirror, um, always saying, oh, I'm, you know, this, I'm that. And I think what it was is the fact that she didn't really have anything to go on. She didn't have anything to go on, and therefore, you know, she was high on herself. She would always compare herself, like, for example, if somebody, you know, did something, she'd, she'd try to one-up them. You know, granted, she's been in a couple B-listing films, you know, or C-listing, I should say. And um, 
somebody could say, oh, yeah, I, I've done this, and then she would say, oh, yeah, I've, I've done this, you know, try to make herself sound better. But it was always, she was always taking pictures of herself. And I thought that was weird. I was like, I told her, I, I told her straight up, I go, you're conceited. She goes, how am I conceited? I said, well, because you're taking pictures of yourself. I said, you, I, I'm your boyfriend, and we're not, I'm not in the picture. So there's more pictures of herself on Facebook than there is with anybody else. And um, another thing, too, is she basically would always go ask somebody else for help instead of asking me. I don't know why that is. Um, I always found it weird, some of the stuff that she would do, you know. Did she come from, like, a normal family, or, you know, did she have some struggles growing up? Um, she basically, uh, I don't know. She she came from uh, another country, uh, Mexico. Her her mom and dad were from Mexico, and um, her I was there when her dad uh, passed away. You know, we went through a lot, but a lot of it was, I think a lot of it was the fact that she was trying to be something she's not, you know, cleaning business. And, you know, she basically, uh, she basically started doing that, you know, she would email me, oh, I'm doing this now, I'm doing this, I, I have... It's funny because I laugh at this, and you're going to laugh too. She goes, I got two jobs in one business. And I replied back, and I said, wait, wait, wait. Aren't you supposed to have multiple businesses, one job to no job? And I I always thought to myself, um, this girl is trying to prove herself to people. So I didn't see the narcissistic signs until it was literally too late. But I did figure her out. And when I figured her out, I was already out of the house. Well, I have a couple more questions, but we're going to stop for commercials for right now, and then we'll come back in like a couple minutes. So um, hold that thought, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Good tidings. I encourage you to invest. Invest well as a sponsor. Invest well as an advertiser for the voice, for victims, for the comfort circle. And we encourage you to do both. Thank you so much. Welcome to Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes, the show that listens and hears from people who want to have a voice who have been victims of various situations. Also to help others in the community to help educate and hopes to prevent repeat situations, Voice for Victims podcast is here to serve the community. Please tune in to hear the show every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Like the water that nourishes everything, the comfort circle does it every time. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. California time. Water, water, world, thanks so. All right, we're back. I figured you'd like that last one. <laughs> Are you on here? Vic? I did. I did like that one. Okay. Um, so I guess what I was wondering is, like, how did you end up ending it? Ooh, that's the a relationship. good one. That is a good one. I um, ended it on a harsh note, and <laughs> a lot of women would think that I'm an, I'm an a-hole for it. Um, 
and the I think we both ended it, but I ended it on a better note. So what happened was every good story begins with what had happened was um she told me that she was going uh to San Francisco with her sister some friends and relatives and everything and I had to go to work and she left on a Wednesday which I found weird because San Francisco is about 8 9 hours away uh from where we lived and so basically um she she left after I left to work um, when I got back home from work, I noticed her sister was still there, and I was like, well, that's weird. So I asked her sister, I said, hey, how come you didn't go, how come you didn't go to, uh, um, San Francisco with your sister? She's like, oh, because I have court and everything, and I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, <laughs> so, I, I hit her I hit her up, you know, see how she's doing. But before she went to San Francisco she had told me don't call and don't text. Red flag. I'm gonna tell you that red right now, red flag. And so I I kept calling her every day that she you know, see how she was doing, seeing how her trip was and she finally blew up on me and said, I cannot enjoy this trip because you keep calling me. Okay, I'm sorry. My bad. I'll just leave you alone. I didn't call her. She got back, and uh, I I found it weird because she she said that the truck that she was driving in broke down and and everything, and, you know, I I was like, oh, okay. So the next day I was like, hey, you know, look – just trying to fill things out, you know, seeing, you know, what evidence. And, you know, I wasn't trying to snoop or try to catch her cheating or whatever, but I had this gut feeling. It, uh, I, I kind of turned into a female, had that intuition. Um, I said, hey, you know, did you take some really good pics, you know? And she goes, if I have to show you, then we're breaking up. And I was like, what the? I was like, okay. I went to work. And my friend, he uh, called me up, said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm over here camping at a campground." And I'll, he's like, "Are you still gonna come up?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up." He had been there since Wednesday or Thursday, so come Friday because I wanted it in the weekend. And uh, come Friday, me and her had been arguing, and I go to Walmart. Mind you, I hadn't been home yet. I went straight to Walmart after work, bought me a tent, some clothes, deodorant, some food, some drinks, <laughs> um, and went up to – I. she called me. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm at Walmart. She goes, what are you, what are you doing? And I said, I'm buying some camping stuff. She goes, for what? I said, I'm going camping. I said, you told me I could go camping. And she goes, I know, I thought you were not going camping. I was like, no, I'm going camping. I wanted to finish out the weekend of work. And so what happened was she she just blew up. She goes, well, you need to come home and, and give me a kiss and say goodbye. And I was like, no, you know, because I had already knew what was going on. And she said, if you leave, without coming home and saying bye, it's over. I said, you have already pretty much said it's over when you went to San Francisco. I told her straight up, I said, I know what happened in San Francisco. I said, your sister, you know, I pretty much told her everything and how I felt and what I felt, and she hung up on me. She hung up on me, and at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? It's go time. We're doing this. Throughout the camping trip, 
She had been texting me. She left a voicemail, and I still have that voicemail on my phone today. And she said, if you don't call me back, you can come get your stuff, your truck, and you are gone. We're done. I looked at, and I played the voicemail for my friend. He goes, are you, he goes, are you happy with her? I said, no, I'm not. I said, I feel like I'm trapped. Like if I leave her, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to be broken. And he goes, well, you pretty, your relationship is pretty much over. She's saying it's already over. Just come get your stuff. Come Sunday, she said it's over. Come get my stuff. So I did. I went and got my stuff. And, you know, granted she would text me, she would call me periodically, and I was thinking, you know, she's calling me because she wants me back. She misses me. Nope. She was calling to pour salt on the wound. And I, that and that's how it ended. It, it ended on a, a bad, good note, I guess you could say. Mhm. So Yeah, they um go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like with narcissists, um they're very arrogant and um, self-centered, and they, um, they're they also, like, surprisingly, people wouldn't think this, but they're insecure inside, um, and that's why they try to be very arrogant and try to put on a show for other people because they're feeling these insecurities. They want people to think that, you know, they're the center of attention and they're, you know, better than other people, and they want they want to feel very high above others. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that and, are in powerful positions, um, you know, like for their jobs and stuff, um, that, you know, sometimes they let the power go to their head and some of them are like narcissistic personalities because, um, you know, they they feel like, you know, that they're entitled, um, you know, and then, but in reality, inside they have, they're suffering from insecurities. So, you know, that's, and that's, and they even, and yeah, and even those type of people, like, they even, they'll bully others as well, um, you know, because of their insecurities. They want to, they want to make themselves feel better if they go and put somebody else down. So, like, by what she was doing to you, um, it's almost like she was bullying you to a point, too. That's yeah. how I view it. Yeah, and there was a point, <laughs> it was funny. She, she, we got into an argument one time, and she's like, it's almost like I have to talk to my my kids. You're like one of my kids. And I'm like, well, thanks. No thanks. <laughs> I didn't know how to react to it. And I, I remember one time I, um, I was DJing a, a comedy show. And here's the thing with, with narcissists. They, they tend to dictate your every move. They tend to dictate what you do, where you go. They, they give you time limits. Like, for example, I was, um, you know, DJing a comedy show, and I shared it on my Facebook page. She saw it. She goes, oh, so the, the comedy show ends at such and such time? I was like, yeah. I was like, but I, sometimes it goes late, you know, or, or it'll start late. She goes, oh, okay. So halfway through the comedy show, she starts blowing up my phone. Where are you? You said the comedy show was over. I was like, well, we started late. She goes, I don't believe you. And I literally, you know, we didn't end until like 1030, and the show was supposed to be over at 10. And uh, the show got over. To me, And for me, I was like, you know what? I need a break. I need a breather. There was karaoke downstairs from where we had the comedy show. And... I went down there, I had, a, I had a couple drinks, and, you know, just having fun with people that, you know, I was networking with and, and everything. My, my friend, uh, shout out to Mel Austin, uh, who's, the, who's a comedian as well, he, uh, you know, was hanging around, we were talking and everything, and he, he overheard the conversation that me and my ex had, and he, he pulled me off to the side. He goes, look, he goes, I can see it all over your face, you're stressed. He goes, Something says you don't want to be in this relationship, but 
you feel that you have to be in the relationship. I was like, I kind of feel that way. Yes, you're right. But she kept blowing up my phone. You know, she kept blowing up my phone. She there, there was another incident where I had to go out to Vegas to DJ a quinceanera. And exact clock, mind you, I'm in Vegas. 11 o'clock, she blows up my phone. Where are you? When are you on your way home? I was like, we're still going. You know, they they paid for another hour. She goes, no, you need to come home now. And I was like, um, I'm, you know, and like you said, they, they you know, want to be part of that higher power, you know. And I had a four-hour drive. And so I called her. I said, hey, I'm I'm packing up right now. I'm on my way home. The sad part was she canceled the the hotel reservations that we had because she was going to go with me to Vegas and she canceled the hotel reservations. And so I didn't get home till like five o'clock in the morning. She woke me up at seven in the morning telling me, let's go. We got things to do. And I was like, uh, I just got back from Vegas. I need sleep. And she's like, Nope, you don't get none. But the sad part is narcissists, are this way, and they they persons help. They they want everybody to give them help, to give them their resources, but they ain't willing to to help other people. And I saw that. You know, I kept giving her money, kept giving her money, and when I needed help, when I needed uh, some money for like gas and stuff, because she wanted to go to the. Um, what swap meets and stuff. She's like, well, I don't have no money. And I said, well, you just got paid. You know, you were just telling me how much you got paid and you don't have no money. And that was what my other ex was doing too. Every time I was struggling with uh, financially, she was telling me, no, she don't have no money. You know, a lot of narcissists I feel that are about money. Mm-hmm. And well, you it, definitely just, had some challenges. <laughs> Yeah, but at least you're away from it now. Oh, I, you know what? It sometimes I'm not gonna lie. The thought of her pops up in my head. Like, I wonder who she's being that treating that way now. You know, or I, where I live, I literally live 30 minutes away from where I used to live with her, and I used to host karaoke probably about five minutes from her house, I was literally having anxiety attacks going through the area. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So imagine, imagine, you know, somebody who's done you so wrong, taking advantage of you, you know, you're scared to run into them. Why? Because they're going to talk crap about you. They're going to call you. She literally told me I was weak. She told me to man up. And when she did that, I told her, I was like, yo, I'm paying your, your, I'm paying your internet bill. I'm paying your, your rent. I'm paying, I'm paying a lot of the bills that I shouldn't have to pay. But because you suckered me into your little stories, making me feel bad about you, I'm paying the price. Yeah, you you definitely went through a lot. But, I mean, it's very good that you got away from it. But, like, um, can you tell, like, the audience, like, some of the warning signs? Like, just, just throw a couple out there just so that they can be looking for it if they are – in a situation like this and they don't know, you know, why it's happening. If you can think of just a couple, because okay. people probably don't know. I mean, I'm sure people um, will probably be going online and, and Googling it now, um, which is a good thing because you know, I'm trying to educate the community about different topics. So, um, but, you know, and I'm sure they can get just of what you've said, but like if you can think of anything off the top of your head to look out for it, tell them. Um, that way um, they can see if, if yeah. you know, what they're involved so, in. So 
so basically they, they'll, they're going to come off charming at first. You know, they're they're going to uh, they're going to tell you possibly how smart you are, or emphasize emphasize on how compatible you guys are. And the funny thing was, uh, she was actually part of a, a business that I was part of. Um, and it, it was cool because it, she made it say, she, she literally said, oh, I, I feel this strong connection with us, you know, and um, I would love to, you know, get to know you more and possibly start a relationship with you. So, again, they emphasize on how compatible you are, uh, even if you just started seeing each other. So I was like, all right, you know. To me, I was like, ooh, this girl likes me. And, yes, she was an older woman. Um, so she started, you know, we started hanging out, going out, you know, to some of the areas that I'd hang out with. And then every time we'd go out, she, whenever we're around a group of people, she would start, talking about stuff and it, it was just always about her 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 and i'm like okay I, I need to slow her down you know i gotta think of something and you know it, it was hard to try to get her to understand hey there's other people in the crowd let them talk you know um and the biggest one you know i would always compliment her and she would love it. Again, she took pictures of herself constantly. You know, uh, they they love a lot of praise. You know, they they uh, and if you're not giving it to them, they'll they'll fish for it. Um, they they basically want compliments. You know, they they say, "Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so hot." You know, they and they'll eat that. They'll eat that up. And the one thing, um, the one thing that I do know is they lack empathy. You know, you you tell them, hey, so and so is going through something. Oh, they'll get through it. Um, okay. Or hey, you know, because like when um, somebody in my family had passed away, and she goes. Oh, it's just part of life. It's it's death. But then when her father passed away, she was bawling her eyes out. She she didn't want the corners or you know mortuary to take her dad. You know, and I I was trying to hold her, and she literally blurted out, "Get off of me!" You know, and I was trying to comfort her. So they, you know, they lack empathy. Um, they don't. They either don't have any. Uh, friends, you know, and basically she told me, I don't have friends, and I was like, why not? She goes, because a lot of people don't like the way I am. Okay, how are you? Well, I'm a nice person. I, I go out of my way. And so I started comparing the things, apples to oranges, you know, your actions, and, and I talk about it all the time, how your actions become are valuable to people. And you know, they don't have any or many long-term friends. They'll say, oh, they don't have friends at all. Well, why? Oh, because nobody likes me the way I am. Okay, well, fine, whatever. Um, the one that I really don't, that I, I really feel that she was doing was gaslighting. Uh, gaslighting is a form of manipulation and emotional abuse, and that's what I was feeling uh, throughout the relationship because, Anytime she would cry about something, you know, I'd be the first to run out. I, I would be the one to go and make something happen. You know, you, you no longer feel like the person you used to be. You feel like a piece of crap, you know, that they just scraped off the bottom of their shoe. You you feel more anxious and less confident, you know, and, and that's how I was feeling, especially with my businesses. I was like, you know what? She told me, she goes, you need to go get a regular job because I was not going to lie. I, me being a business owner you know, you're an entrepreneur, so you do side hustles. Like, granted, I used to do Postmates. You know, I was making money with that. 
but she would tell me, you need a real job. You know, you often wonder if you're being too sensitive. And, you know, when you're too sensitive, they, they feed on that and they'll tell you, oh, you need a man up. You know, you feel like everything you're doing is wrong because they complain about it. Um, you you always think it's your fault when things go wrong. And that was the biggest thing, you know. She'd always blame me for everything going wrong in her life. You know, you're often apologizing, uh, you know, and they're, they're – I will say this. I do fight depression. I fight it a lot, you know, and the things that she was doing was making me fall into depression. Um, You have a sense that something's wrong but aren't able to identify what it is. That's how I was feeling right there. I could not put my finger on it once until that woman started listing all the things that her friends, boyfriends were doing, and I compared apples to oranges And I was like, whoa, it was like a light. She turned on a light for me, and I started watching her actions, watching her words, everything, every movement. And that's when I decided, hey, you know what, I'm going camping. Best way to break up a a relationship, go camping, Uh, you know, because the girl's going to give you an ultimatum. You either come back now or we're done, you know, one of the things is you often question whether your your response to your partner is appropriate. Well, everything you do is wrong to them, and they're always right. You make excuses for your partner's behavior, you know. Um, they think they're right about everything and never apologize. I've never once heard her say, I'm sorry. You know, I was always the first one to say, I love you. And then she would follow it up. I love you too. You know, and then when you tell them you're done, like when I was walking through Walmart, I said, I'm done. I, I can't do this no more. I'm going camping. You went to San Francisco. You said that I can go camping uh, after I got off of work on Friday. I'm going. She didn't. She had a problem with it. Okay, she lashed out. So... The question for you is, are you dating a narcissist? Compare apples to oranges. Watch their watch their actions, watch their words, and watch how they treat you. Yeah, I think that's some good advice to what you just said there. Um, yeah, people just need to make sure they know who they are dating, um, who they're married to, um, and know the signs. And if if they are in a situation like that, then maybe they should consider getting some help, whether they encourage the person that is suffering from the narcissism um, disorder to go, or they could just go to a couple's um, counseling and then it would eventually come out with the counselor. But one of the things that you'd said, we're almost out of time, but one of the things that you'd said about suffering from depression, I think that you're suffering possibly, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but you know, given the fact that you've had, um, it's almost like you've been traumatized to a point. Um, you may have a little bit of PTSD, but obviously you would have to go get I do. go to a psychologist to get diagnosed this. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, then you're familiar with that. So, I mean, it's possible that, you know, from what happened to you um, in that relationship, you know, you could uh, you could be suffering a little bit of that. You know, it's possible. Yeah, I, I do. I do, and I can I can tell a narcissist from a mile away now because there are some friends of mine that are dating narcissists, and you know it's not my job to tell them. I, I can't say anything because you know that's who they who makes them happy, and you know I, I'll throw subtle hints of be careful, don't go down that road, you know, or hey let's go grab a bite to eat, and I'll talk to them little by little, you know. And, you know, suffering from PTSD, like I said, I'm I'm scared to go down into that area because I, I'm scared to run into her. I literally have, I literally get the shakes. I, I start looking all over, you know, for her car to make sure that she's not at the same stoplight as I am. But, yeah. And this is well, how I feel about thank it. Thank you. Every time I, I travel yeah. in that area. Right. Um. 
Thank you so much for being brave enough to come on and talk about your story and what happened to you, and hopefully it will help others out there. Um, We're almost out of time. Um, Is there anything else that you would want to tell the viewers real quick or, like, maybe tell um, how they can get a hold of you, um, you know, just in case somebody would like to – go ahead. Yeah, you can get a hold of me at uh, email Ibarra, Y, B as in boy, A-R-R-A dot Victor, 09 at gmail.com. You know, if you have questions, email me there, leave a number uh, with your name, please, because whenever I text somebody, they'll um, be like, who's this? It's the guy from the podcast, remember? Um, And, you know, be sure to check out my podcast because we also, you know, talk – Talk a little bit about these situations as well. We we focus on businesses and and everything. Um, yeah, and uh, what I'll do is I'll add you on Facebook, and let's be friends. And you know, I I, I appreciate you, Crystal, because of what you're doing. A round of applause for her. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're doing a heck of a job. Keep it up, and you know what? No matter what. Don't quit, Crystal. Like, don't quit. Keep going because people that are suffering, there's a thing called silent suffering, and they need to vent. They need to talk about it. And the more you talk about it, the better your health will be. Right. I agree with that. Well, thank you again. Um, and make sure everyone tunes in on um, – Vic's show, it's going to be coming up here pretty soon. Um, the Little Saint Show, you'll find him on Facebook. Is there anywhere else they can watch it at? Uh, you can watch it on YouTube.com. Forward, uh, you can type in The Little Saint Show, V-L-I-L, Saint Show, as in St. Michael, and uh, watch it there. Uh, you can watch it at Facebook.com forward slash The Little Saint Show. Click the like page. Um, and... Yeah, there's, you know, we're we're always, uh, and if you're on the go, uh, if you're on the go, you can go to thelittlesaintshow.com, click the um, click on the player, and listen to it on the go. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, um, uh, Podcast Addict. You know, I mean, we're we're all over the place. Perfect. Well. Thanks again for coming on, and I want to thank everyone else out there for listening. Um, I hope somebody, um, you know, that needed to hear that tonight, it it helped them going forward. And um, Vic gave out his contact information, so feel free to reach out to him. And if anyone wants to come on this show in the future, um, just go to voiceforvictimspodcast.com and fill out the questionnaire. Um, and then I will be in touch with you. Um, and then um, I guess that's about it for this evening. Just as I always say, always stand up and make a difference for yourself and someone else. Thank you and have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. See you later. You're welcome. Bye. I bet you welcome to the Comfort Circle. Like the water that nourishes everything, the Comfort Circle does it every time, every Thursday at 7 p.m. California time. Hello, Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support.
Voice for Victims podcast is here to serve the community. If you are a victim, survivor, advocate, legal expert, educator, then this show is for you. Go to voiceforvictimspodcast.com and fill out the questionnaire if you want to be the next candidate on the show.